Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender. As usual, the dude is here to serve you, to make you happy. Hopefully you have a good time while we're here. Oh, what are we going to talk about today? Today, I feel like talking about next day regrets, and I don't mean just like waking up in the morning and go, oh God, my head. Oh, I shouldn't have done that last night. I got to go to work now. No, I don't want to talk just about that. That's no fun. Let's talk about some serious regrets that, you know, I've witnessed over the years and uh, it just happens to be somewhat entertaining. The names of the people shall be changed in order to protect the embarrassed. But of course, we got to start off the show the right way. What do we start it with? We're going to start off with a drink. That's right. Today's drink we're going to call the Moscow Mule. This is a drink that was submitted on the Facebook page, the Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page, uh, by Frank Wilson. Frank Wilson, thank you very much for putting this out here. The Moscow Mule goes like this. Give yourself a shot of vodka, fill it with ginger beer, lime juice, fresh lemon and lime wedges. Well, it sounds like uh, maybe it's like a Bud Light lime with a kick, but, you know, sometimes that kick's all you need in order to get through your night or your day or whatever whatever time that you decide that it's a good time to have a drink so thank thank you to frank wilson uh if you have a drink that you want to tell me about you want to get in on this whole hey bartender podcast thing drop me a line and uh at hey bartender podcast at gmail.com or get on the facebook page hey bartender podcast i've even got a twitter page hey bartender po1 and, you know, let's talk about drinks. Let's talk about fun times. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about embarrassing times if you're willing to let me hear that story. Trust me. Trust me. I will not do anything to embarrass you. If you don't want your name mentioned, but the story is really good still, I will. Sp- yes. Okay. Yeah. I will change the name of the story if I have to say a name in order to protect the innocent. That in. If one of your friends uh, happens to be listening to this podcast, which I hope they do, and says, Hey, I remember that story. You totally did that. That was you, wasn't it? That's out of my hands at that point. I'm really sorry. Okay, today is March 16th, 2019. You know what that means? Well, if you're listening to it in current time, this is the day before St. Patrick's Day. Yo, St. Patrick's Day, the excuse for people to go out and drink Tons of beer and go to work the next morning with a green tongue. What the hell is that all about? Oh, one of those bars was throwing one of them promotions. Yeah, well, you know, if you're going to go out and have a green beer, uh, go for it. But if you have a chance to talk to the bartender out of putting that green food dye in your beer, 
you better do it because that's a dead giveaway when you get back to work, let me tell you. Besides, putting green in Guinness? I mean, that Guinness is already uh, disturbingly dark brown. You put green in there and then it looks like raw sewage. Well, let's not ruin a Guinness that way. Come on. So, today, since it is St. Patrick's Day, and, you know, we've heard a lot of drunk stories about the Irish, I'm going to avoid that today. That's right. Dude at Hey Bartender podcast is not going to make fun of the Irish. Write this day down on your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody is not going to make fun of the Irish. Uh, There might be a Polish joke somewhere in there. You never know. But the whole Irish joke thing, uh, let's just get past that. However, you don't have to be Irish to be drunk and make mistakes. Mistakes happen all the time. Of course it does. Alcohol's involved. When you drink alcohol, sometimes you just can't help yourself. Your inhibitions are gone, and all of a sudden everything sounds fun. But when you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, God, what did I do last night? Oh, well, geez, why does my mouth? Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not just talking about going home with somebody that you might not have should have gone home with. I mean, you know, face it, you know, sometimes that happens. But we're not going to go there. No, I'm not going to talk about going home with the proverbial coyote ugly. I'm going to talk about things that I've seen people do in bar situations that embarrass the snot out of them. Where even they couldn't face going into that place anymore because they didn't want to be embarrassed by the other patrons or the bartender or the servers going to, hey, so what you did last night. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So, if you have any good bar stories, make sure you uh, let me know. If you want to share it, that is. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. But come on, drunks are so cute. They always, they're the source of all the really good stories out there. And it's not just the ones where the people say, here, hold my beer. No, it's, no, people sometimes are holding the beer at the same time while they're doing something stupid. And the other hand might happen to have a microphone or, you know, appendage of some sort. Let's not talk about that just yet. But when you're in a bar, you know, accidents do happen. You know, let's, let's talk about something really light at first. I had a good bar customer. He was, you've heard me talk about in my previous podcasts that when you're a bartender, you make friends with your Harley riders. And once you made friends with their, with a Harley rider, which isn't really hard to do. Once you make friends with them, you got a friend and protector for life. I mean, I told you about that one time where the kid bitch slapped me and I'm pretty sure all I had to do was just turn around and go kill. And that would have been the end of it. That kid never would have seen the light of day ever again. But I didn't. I felt the kid's life should be spared because he was going to end up in jail or something like that eventually. However, that kid probably went home regret-free that night. Uh, At least from my bar. If he went to a different bar, I don't know what what happened to him that night. Or, you know, what's happened to him since. Because he never came back to my bar after that. But the guy that I'm here to talk about is my Harley Rider. Yes, even the Harley Riders 
oh my god, they make mistakes and have embarrassing nights at a bar. Who'd have thunk it? But yeah, he uh, embarrassed himself. It was the it was the night of his birthday. It was my night off. I wasn't even there. But of course, it's his birthday. He's gonna throw down a couple more than he intended to. He's and people are gonna buy him a couple more than he intended to. And according to the bartender that was working the night before, I had a little conversation with her, and she said, "Yeah, he got a little out of hand last night." I'm a little mad at him. And I said, why? What'd he do? And he said, well, it was his birthday. And you know how he gets. He gets a little handsy and stuff like that. And so eventually I had to cut him off because it, he was just getting too irritating. And I said, how did he take it? And she said, he basically told me, may all your children be born naked. That's right. My Harley Rider put a curse on my friend saying that... All of her kids were going to be born naked, which actually is a very common threat coming from that guy. <laughs> if you ever did anything to cross paths with him, he says, may all your children be born naked. Yeah, I always thought it was hilarious. She kind of took it a little personal just because she had kind of a rough night with him. But unfortunately, well, lucky, luckily for him, the next night he came in, I just said, hey, how you doing? I heard it was your birthday. And he goes, yeah. And then quietly leans over to me and said, did you hear about anything that I might have done last night? Because everything's a little bit foggy to me at this point. And I said, yeah, I guess uh, the bartender last night, she had to cut you off and you said, may all your children be born naked. And he just stops and thinks about it for a second and says, sounds like something I'd say. He was a little bit embarrassed about it. He apologized to her a little bit bit later about it the next time he saw her on her shift but as embarrassing moments you know I think he got off pretty light that night for uh you know when it comes to things being embarrassing when you're in a social situation like a bar I mean he had no problem coming back in the next day and he was willing to accept that you know maybe he grabbed somebody at the wrong time or maybe tried to make out with somebody at the wrong time. And, you know, it didn't bother him all that much. But the stories do get a little bit better. For instance, there was another night where I was working, and I had this group of people come in. These people were actually notorious for being non-tippers. Now, bartenders, servers out there, Side with me on this. You will serve a person that you know is a lousy tipper, but you won't give them that good a service because you know they don't realize this is your living. This is what you do. And they just sit back and say, I don't believe in tipping. So when they something happens to them, you might handle a little bit differently than, say, a person who treats you really well, tips you really well. This group of people came in. It was late at night. The bar that I worked at was the latest bar open in that town. So majority of the time, I would get people from all the other bars trying to get one or two more drinks in before last call, which is a tough shift to handle. Let me tell you that because people come into the bar. Sometimes you can't tell what kind of state they're in or their friend goes to the trouble of going to the bar, setting themselves setting their friend, their drunk friend down 
go to the bar to get another drink and hope the bartender doesn't see them. And to all you customers out there who oh, think about trying this or have done it, you're probably laughing right now. But in the case of my customers, if I spotted somebody that was drunk off their ass and I said, they can't have a beer they and their best friend comes up and tries to order a beer for them, not only is the person that's drunk cut off, but the designated driver or whatever the hell they are, girlfriend, whatever, they're they're pretty much cut off too. And if you have a problem with that, you get 86, you know, for a short period of time. It's not a huge offense, but these horrible, horrible tippers, they came into my bar very late at night and I had a, I was running a really packed bar at that point and it was just a mess. I was slinging drinks and then I had to go out and bust my own tables because there was nobody else there at that time. And so I'm running around picking up empties, emptying ashtrays because back then you could smoke in the bar that I worked at. And I head over to the kitchen to put the empty glasses in the dishwasher. And then I see this dude in the bathroom who's pretty much vomited on everything. And I didn't think twice about it. It was one of those gut reactions where he just looks at me with a, in a daze because he just threw up. He can't see straight. And I just looked at him. I said, clean it up. And he said, um, okay. And started grabbing hand towels and I brought a mop over for him. Hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a complete jerk off. I brought him a mop. Come on. But I wasn't going to clean up his vomit. Hell no. That's disgusting. I made him clean it up himself. He tried to actually did try to clean up some of it before I saw him and he was using his bare hands. And how many people out there just went, ew? but honestly, he was trying to clean it up, but it looked like he was going to do a half-assed job. I made him do a good job in the painful state he was in. I'm talking, he was he was never going to get served in my bar if I'd seen him before that. They went home directly after that. They uh, pretty much went around from bar to bar. All the bartenders in the, in the town I worked at, we all talked to each other. And we all alerted each other, said... They're really nice people, take care of them, or, oh, God, them again. But, you know, not everybody can fork out a really good night and, you know, tip the bartender like crazy. But when you make it a career, when you, every time the bartender sees your face and you don't tip and you make them run their asses off, yeah, we're not going to make any exceptions to you. And the next time I was, I would, thought the next time I was going to see this guy, I was going to say, hey, it's the guy that cleaned up the vomit in my bathroom. Hey, how you doing? No, you're only getting Coke or water tonight. You're not getting a beer. But, you know, the even your regular customers, the regular customers sometimes get this air about them where they think this place couldn't exist without me. Are you that much of an alcoholic where you actually pay the electric bill in this place? Oh, don't you love it when those people have that big old chip on their shoulder and think they can get away with murder in your bar? It's like, oh, yeah, I can get in a fight in this bar. I won't be 86. Now, yeah, uh, the bartender, oh, they like me. Uh, I know the bartender. They'll take care of me. Don't worry about that. 
No, no, no. Sometimes even the most regular, even the most generous customer can often go way too far. It was a karaoke night at one of the bars I worked at. And the karaoke DJ, she was really cool. She had just bought a disco ball to go with her whole karaoke setup. And she said she was telling me how happy she was to have it and how she spent like five or six hours or something like that gluing all of the mirrors back onto the disco ball because it had been sitting in storage for a really long time. But she was happy that she had it and she was hanging it ready uh, ready for everybody to dance underneath it at the bar during the karaoke nights. Well, it worked. Yeah, the, the disco ball, it was a hit. However, she hung a little bit low. Uh, looking back on it now, she hung a little bit low. And if she happens to be listening to my podcast and she recognizes this story, she's probably really, really mad at me for saying that I hung it. she hung it a little bit too low. But... You know, that was a long time ago. Hopefully, you know, she forgiven me for that by now. But the disco ball was hung, hanging a little bit low. And the people that were dancing on the dance floor, long-time regular customers of that bar. And, in fact, they were long-time people that lived in that town. I mean, this town that I used to work at, majority of the people that came into that bar went as far as they went to high school, high school, maybe even grade school together. And they all knew each other. So every night it was almost like a high school reunion that you were bartending for, even though you didn't go to that high school. But it, the disco ball was sitting there, uh, sitting there spinning around doing its thing. And the music was playing. And all of a sudden, you know, what? surprisingly enough, the shortest of the whole group, uh, short, but very spry. But um, she decided to jump up and smack the disco ball. And not only did she decide to do it once, she decided to do it twice. Our karaoke DJ got pissed. We immediately ran out there and, uh, well, my bouncers ran out there, stopped the disco ball from swinging just in case it would fly off and give somebody a disco nightmare. And we quickly tried to dissolve the situation. The karaoke DJ she was like, I want them out of here, 86th, now. And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's talk about this for a little bit. And she, why don't you 86 these people right now? They, they're trying to destroy, destroy my equipment. And I said, just, just a second. And I was trying to calm her down. We dissolved the situation. But unfortunately, these customers, they couldn't grasp the whole situation that they were getting yelled at by a karaoke DJ. And I had to yell at him and say, what the hell you think you're doing smacking the disco ball? And of course they play the victim. Well, it's not my fault. You hung the disco ball so low. You're basically asking for us to smack the thing. And I, was, I hate it when play people play victims like that. It's so ridiculous. You know, it's this little thing that we like to call self-control, but they, you know, they thought, oh, I can't 
handle this. I shouldn't be yelled at in, uh, in this bar. This is ridiculous. I'm never coming back here. You tell the owner. We're never coming back in here. And they closed out their bar tabs and even went as far as to write see ya on, my, on their receipt. And I basically stepped back and I just went, bye. I didn't care. They, you know, I can get more customers. And just six people leaving my bar, it didn't seem like that was going to be a huge financial crisis for me. But needless to say, they left. And the karaoke DJ, it took a while, but she finally calmed down. We hung the disco ball up a little bit higher to hopefully avoid that from that point on. And I don't think anybody ever tried to go volleyball on it ever again. But they said, we're never coming back here. Nah, nah, nah. And I said, all right, later. Now, these six people, they came to our bar, I found out, because our bar was the only bar in town that had four pool tables. Four of them. Next closest place that had that many uh, pool tables was across the street, and they only had two. That means you had to put a quarter up on the pool table, or you had to play the person to get control of the table, and that becomes a huge hassle. And sometimes even starts some of the dumbest fights that have happened in a bar that I've ever seen. Pool tables are probably in the top two of most that uh, something that causes the most fights in bars. Number one, I think, is still women. I'm, I'm going to have to look into that. But the... They left our bar righteous. They said, we are never coming back here ever again. And they thought that they were going to get a call from our managers because they made friends with the manager and she was going to, oh, no, please don't come back. You know, manager never found out because she was never around at night and we didn't tell her anything because she wasn't there when our shift started. So after maybe a couple days of cool down. They kind of walked back in and kind of looked around and said, um, quietly, can I get a couple Coors Lights? I was cool about it. I just looked at him and I said, sure. And I didn't, I wanted to, believe me, I wanted to go and welcome back. Or are you going to leave the disco ball alone? Or, you know, I was... I was, I wanted to just start flipping shit for every little thing, but I just decided, no, that, that was a really stupid night. And, you know, it's best that we just forget it. So from then on out, they were able to come back into our bar with their heads held high. And not to mention one of the girls dressed up like Peggy Bundy on Halloween. And oh my God, was she hot. But that's beyond the point. Got to remember, stay on topic, stay on topic. Anyway, another regret story that I can uh, think of right away. This guy, I actually embarrassed to the point where he just, uh, he disappeared actually for a little while. And to me, it wasn't an embarrassing situation. I actually thought it was hilarious after after the fact, but it did embarrass him. And, uh, some guys, most guys actually probably wouldn't be embarrassed over this sort of thing, but no, this guy was, I was working one night 
as usual, you know, it's, it's pretty much how all these podcasts go. I was working and uh, one of my customers uh, towards the end of the night comes up to me and says, um, there's more than one person in the ladies room. I went, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go check on that. And so I started to wander over there. And just as I rounded the corner, I saw the guy and his girlfriend of the week come out of the bathroom together. And I, the first thing that popped out of my head was just to look him straight in the eye without smiling and say, so how was it? And he immediately went, oh, no, 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 we weren't doing that. I swear to God, we weren't. Do-. I was like, dude, dude. I don't care, but just keep in mind, one person at a time in the bathroom, okay? And I did manage to do that all with a straight face, but as soon as I went into the kitchen area to go get some clean glasses, I started dying laughing because I was overly impressed with myself that I was able to say that without cracking even a little smile. And he was embarrassed about it. And mostly because he was worried about his career. Now, when you're loss prevention at a department store, there's not a lot that you have to worry about when it comes to your career. You're not a police officer and you're you, the, the stuff that you can even do when it comes to shoplifting is stupid. So, but he was well, all worried about his career is all guy. Please don't tell the guys at work. And I was just like, not even if I wanted to, what I tell the guys at your work about this, because come on, it's just stupid. But boy, was he embarrassed about that. Didn't see him for quite a while after that. But I'm sitting here to tell you stories that hopefully you can relate to. Maybe it happened to you one night. Maybe I'm telling you a story that uh, help you diffuse a future situation uh, when you're bartending. But, you know, even bartenders have regrets every once in a while. This is a light one uh, on my on my side. I was bartending. It was just a regular weekend night, uh, Friday night. I was second bartender on duty. Uh, my friend was on the other side. And we had this one customer, really, really cute blonde. And she had always come in, she uh, she worked at the restaurant across the way, and she was always really friendly, smiling, laughing, and like I said, she was really pretty. And one night, I guess she had a little bit too much, well, guess, huh, uh, I didn't purposely over-serve her, um, so this would happen, but, uh, you know, it became one of those situations where she all of a sudden felt like kissing the bartender uh, it sounded like a good idea and truthfully in public situations like that i get a little embarrassed about that sort of thing and so but she had me she said anthony come over here i want to tell you something and she laid one on me and i quickly pushed her off because well it if it was different circumstances i probably would have you know just gone for it but i didn't want to because you know I did I knew that she was a little tipsy at the time and uh, I think it by that point we had already cut her off or at least told her to calm down a little bit and have a glass of water and but uh, the girl that was uh, but I thought she was just kissing me but she even kissed 
um, the other bar- bartender that I was working with and, you know, and she, and she was just like, Whoa, okay. Uh, have a seat. And, you know, let me refill that water for you. And I walked over to her and I said, well, I thought it was pretty good. How about you? And she goes, yeah, it wasn't bad. And, you know, we had a laugh about that for a little while. Uh, the regret part of it was I wasn't sure what to do uh, with her because, you know, I still had another three or four hours left in my shift. So I couldn't make sure she make, made it home safely. Best I could do was call her a cab. And when I got the cab there and she all of a sudden did a 180 on all of us saying, you know, she went from wanting to kiss us to no, I'm not going anywhere near that man. Cause he's going to try to have sex with me. And I had to apologize to the cab driver and uh, say, sorry. Yeah. She doesn't want the cab. So uh, you're going to be around later tonight. And he said, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be around town. And she eventually just picked up and left on her own. There's, uh, a, there's where the regret or the regret, regret might start if the story ended badly. Luckily, her girlfriend, who also worked at the same restaurant that she did, caught up with her. I guess she was uh, their roommates, and I guess she decided to uh, go swimming in the bathtub. So when her roommate got home, she hears a lot of splashing around in the bathtub and finds that her roommate is fully clothed in the bathtub trying to uh, win the women's freestyle in the Olympics. Okay. I'm sure she, you know, she might have regretted that a little bit the next day. I uh, regretted a little bit because, well, she's cute and she's a good kisser. But also I wasn't able to keep an eye on her and make sure she got home safely. You know, bartenders once in a while, we think that, uh, you know, when it comes to our customers, we want them to come back. So once in a while, sure, we might try to be superheroes when it comes to the whole thing and say, no, give me those keys because I am anti-drunk man. Boy, that's the worst superhero ever. Uh, I bet anti-drunk man would be the uh, biggest bummer at a party. Is I'm anti-drunk man. Don't have that beer. No, no, no. He would never be invited to a party. But your bartender is always looking out for you. And if something does happen to you, the bartenders usually do sit back and regret thinking, God, I should have cut them off earlier. Or I should have warned them or gotten them a cab. You know, whether you get arrested or worse. You know, we do look out for the customer. It, I mean, come on. Does anybody out there relate to me on this one? This next story, I'm sure a lot of people out there would probably relate to. I mean, everybody's gone home with somebody who they thought was on the normal side and thought, you know, or at least normal enough to go home with. But in, I mean, and then unfortunate situations, I'm sure do happen. Let's just hope they're as hilarious as this one. Uh, we There's this girl that came into my bar. She came in usually after her shift all the time and uh, at her particular job. And she was pretty. Yeah, let's, uh, let's not deny that. 
But she started talking to this one guy who only started frequenting the bar for a short period of time. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a month or two. And uh, she started talking to him and she turned to me and said, what's the deal with this guy? And I said, I'm not all too sure. I don't talk to him all that much. Um, it wasn't because he was a jerk or anything like that. It was a personal choice. I mean, uh, I talk a lot on this podcast but when I was a bartender, well, this was back in my really early days as a bartender when I was still trying to find my niche, when I was still trying to break out of my shell and actually be social. And so I didn't really know a lot about this guy. So she started talking to him. And one night they decided, let's go back to his place. Sure. I mean, that happens. You know, it, you know. In bar situations, it happens all the freaking time. In fact, that's a lot of people's goals, not just men and not just women, to find somebody and go home with them. And hopefully the next morning you still have your kidneys, you still have your dignity. But the this situation was a little bit different because the next night that I worked, the girl came into the uh, came into the bar. And she says, have you seen whatever that dude's name was? And I said, no. Why? What's going on? And she goes, I had a really weird night last night. And she goes, well, without getting into too many details, I woke up this morning and for some reason, I don't know how it happened, why it happened, but the crotch was cut out of my pants. And I said, you mean your pants were split open? She goes, no, the crotch was cut, you know, snip, snip out of my pants. And I said, oh my God, are you okay? She goes, oh no, no, I'm fine. Uh, but it, isn't that weird? And I said, I think that is a level or two above weird. And so when the guy came in the next time, she wasn't there, but she had already told half the town about this situation and people were sitting there going, dude, you are some kind of screwed up. What the hell is wrong with you? And at first he's sitting there going, I don't know what you're talking about. And they said, dude, what you did is uncool. I don't, whether or not the dude actually did it, I have no idea. But after that rumor started spreading around, uh, I never saw the guy again. And... I think it broke my manager's heart at the time because I think she was looking to date him for at least uh, two or three minutes. But uh, the the point point being in that situation is it scared the snot out of her, and rightly so, definitely rightly so. But the after that, that guy, whether he did it or not, if he didn't do it, then he was just too embarrassed to ever show his face in that particular bar ever again. If he did do it, he moved on and hopefully isn't doing weirder things than that. Because, yikes. Okay, let's take a break from uh, these embarrassing stories for a few minutes. And uh, let's uh, do a joke of the day. Yeah, why not? This one's for all you bartenders and servers out there who get asked by your customers, Hey, do you know any good jokes? And you're forced to say something like, I don't know any good jokes or 
I can't tell jokes or I screw up the punchline every time. Okay, today's joke, insanely easy, insanely short. If you can't pull off this joke, then my friend, you have problems. So in honor of St. Patty's Day, that's right. I'm going to tell a St. Patty's Day joke. I know earlier in the podcast, I wasn't going to make fun of Irish, but (laughs) I lied. So if you're ready, let's begin. Today's joke in honor of St. Patrick's Day is an Irishman walks out of a bar. I'm just going to let that sink in for some of you. Uh, Just really think about that for a second. Funny story that goes along with that joke, actually, is uh, when I read that joke for the first time, I didn't get it. I honestly didn't get it. I it's just okay. So an Irishman walks out of a bar. All right. Um, I'm going to need a little background on this. So uh, I went into my next bar shift and there's this dude sitting at the bar. This guy couldn't be more Irish if he tried. I mean, he was true to the blood Irish. You can picture him. He, you know, almost, you almost want to yell catch lucky and run after him. But, uh, he was a real nice guy. We, uh, tried to stay away from the lucky charms jokes as much as we could, but I, I went over to the guy and I said, okay, I got this joke and I need a little bit of, a uh, little bit of help with it. Cause I really don't get it. And he says, well, sure, go ahead. You know, tell, tell me always in the mood for a good joke. And I said, all right. An Irishman walks out of a bar waits three or four seconds and all of a sudden he starts giggling which turns into a full laugh which turns into a belly laugh and starts laughing so hard he almost falls off his bar stool that's not part of the joke that is actually what happened he almost fell off his bar stool and uh when he finally eventually stopped laughing uh i said okay dude dude okay calm down just a second explain this to me and he all of a sudden went into uh, his Irish drove and said, Irishmen don't walk out of bars. We get, we run out, we get thrown out. We, and he was just, just went off like that. And, uh, you know, that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, I maybe I should be a little embarrassed that I didn't understand the joke. But, you know, whatever. I made that guy's day. All right, next up, we're going to play some music for you. Uh, today's artist comes from Portland, Oregon. Her name is Beth Willis, and the track we're going to be playing for you today is called Drinking with the Boys. So everybody out there, here is Beth Willis. Blink twice if you can hear me, do you see the picture clear? Is it possible you fear me? Am I coming way too near? Let's get wasted and forget it, but you're angry, you refuse to let it go. And so... I'm leaving tonight for salvation I'm taking this fight on vacation I'm going for mucho libation Why don't you consider masturbation? I'm not one of your toys Going home and then out drinking with the boys
Look at me in that tone, cause I know what you don't say. Don't call me on my cell phone, cause I won't pick up today. I need a break, I need a minute, need a glass with something in it in my hand. Please understand, I'm going to drown my frustrations. I'm fixing the whole situation. I'm forgetting all expectation. Just for tonight, I will trade cogitation for noise. Going home, then out drinking with the boys. And you know I'll be back in the morning. And I'm hoping you'll open the door. But tonight we're all wrong, so I'm leaving before we say more. I'll see you at four. Oh, baby, you know I love you. Sometimes I can't say why. And I know when the sun's up, we will give it one more try. I gotta go, the bar is waiting. And there's no point in debating, no one's right. Now, good night. I'm having a rare revelation. I'm needing release from vexation. I'm going for liquid elation. I'm gonna do what the nation enjoys. Going home, then out drinking with the boys. Going home, then out drinking with the boys. That was Beth Willis with Drinking With The Boys. If you want to hear more from Beth Willis, just check her out uh, on iTunes, Spotify. You can find her on all the social medias, and she even has her own website, Beth Willis Music. And if you're in the Portland area, you happen to run across her name in one of the newspapers or Facebook ads or something like that, go check her out. She's got a lot of great stuff out there. Oh, anyway, so I'm gonna, I am gonna feel like telling one more good story. Um, this guy was uh, really embarrassed because this guy thought he was Captain Smooth. And whether he actually believed that or not, that's up for debate. But, oh, hell, I'll use his nickname. He called himself the Bourgeois. I mean, come on, with a nickname like that, you're, you women probably already... I can actually... I will probably be able to hear every woman that listens to this podcast roll her eyes when I mention that this guy actually had the balls to call himself the bourgeois. Although there is one guy out there who's probably going to go, I love the bourgeois. But no, this guy, he was something else. And funny as hell. I mean, when you watch people use cheesy pickup lines and crash and burn as hard as he did, it's hilarious to watch. And here's the story. He came into my bar and uh, with another friend of mine who I worked with at another job. And they decided to come out to my bar and visit with me and hang out. And that, you know, that's, that was totally cool with me. Well, good to have friends around. But I didn't know that guy from Adams, but I was getting to know him and he was a pretty cool guy. The thing about this guy was, though... He thought he was Captain Smooth. He thought he was awesome. And especially when he got a couple drinks in him. 
and everybody was there having a great time sitting at my bar later in the evening. There were these two girls that worked at the restaurant across the way and both really pretty girls. And I'm pretty sure with at least one of them, I completely screwed up, uh, you know, screwed up with maybe the other one. I'm not sure, but this isn't about me. Uh, the bourgeois all of a sudden decided he wanted to go up and talk to those two girls and knowing these two girls, both of them tough as nails and, uh, really awesome girls. But the bourgeois walked over there with this pickup line in mind. He walked over to, to him and said, you two are the prettiest 40 year olds I have ever seen in my life. Okay, for those of you who are playing the home game, the bourgeois did not realize that those two girls were under the age of 25. So they did not take that all that well. And they told me about this. And that guy just walked up and told us we were the prettiest 40-year-olds he had ever seen. I started dying laughing. I was like, okay, I don't really know that guy. He's a friend of a friend. But that story's hilarious. And uh, I couldn't wait to inform him of his mistake later on. And But I I wasn't in that guy's social circle. I Like I said, uh, he was a friend of a friend. The, the friend I worked with is at, was at the other job. And so immediately when I ran into that other friend at my other job, I went up to him and I said, you remember those two girls that were sitting at the bar that the bourgeois went over and talked to? And he goes, oh, yeah, I do remember that. I said, he walked up to him and said, you're the prettiest 40-year-old women that I've ever seen. And he starts laughing and he goes, okay. And I said, both of those girls were under the age of 25. And he started dying laughing almost as hard as I did. (laughs) And did the same thing. I cannot wait to tell him about this. Uh, Since he wasn't from that area of town... It was easy for him to avoid uh, that happening ever again. But a few weeks a few weeks later, maybe it was the next week, I, I don't remember, The uh, they both came in again and brought some more friends with them uh, from our other job. And he and the two girls showed up that evening and were sitting at the same spot in the bar uh, talking to me. And this time he wasn't nearly as drunk as he was before and walked over to him and said, I'm really sorry if I said anything really stupid the last time you, they were cool about it, uh, which I was kind of hoping that they were going to tear him a new one just because like I said, both chicks tough as nails and pretty to boot. And that's a deadly combination if you ask me, but they, they were actually cool with him. They said, no, 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 it's okay. They dealt with drunks before, and so they knew that uh, he was be- just being stupid. But, uh, hey, that's the end of today's podcast. If you have any really good embarrassing stories, or any stories at all, I'll take them. If you feel like telling them to me, send me an email at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know... I'll read them over the air if you, and I'll change the names if it makes you feel better. If Because everybody out there has got a good bar story somewhere. And 
you know, it's fun to share. Well, fun to share is kind of a stupid way of putting it. But, you know, sometimes these stories just have to be brought out in the open just so everybody can sit around and have a laugh. Because what's life without laughter? Uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty dull world if you ask me. But I want to hear your stories. I want to hear about your favorite drinks. I want to hear about drinks I've never heard of before. So head on over to your smartphone, your tablet, your computer. Email me at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. Or join the Facebook page. Just hunt me down. It's Hey Bartender Podcast on Facebook. Join the club. Let's have some fun. I'm even on Twitter at HeyBartenderP01. And, you know... Let's just build up uh, build up some customers here. Let's have some fun. Tell some stories. And if we're lucky, we'll do something embarrassing and have a laugh about it a little bit later. I'd like to thank Frank Wilson again for telling us how to make the Moscow Mule. And, you know, if you go out there and try it, let us know what it's like. I'm, so, sounds pretty interesting. I've never had ginger beer, honestly, so I really don't know. Any of you uh, longtime listeners, you uh, sit back... And listen to this all the time for tips on drinking. Just remember, majority of the people that made responses on my Facebook page on what drink gets them in trouble every time, tequila still holds number one position. And so that should be a public service announcement as it is. Let's give some shout outs to a couple bartenders out there. We got, oh, let's see, uh, Willie uh, Cervantes, Cervant, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that name. Uh, giving a shout out to Diad Arango, who, let's see, works at Florida Cafe Cuban Bar and Grill in Las Vegas, Nevada. Giving shout outs to her. Uh, we also have, I love it when they do this. Uh, we got uh, bartenders and servers giving each other sh- uh, shout outs. Courtney Brown gives a shout out to Dolores and Richard. And Dolores Allen Richard, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your names, is giving short uh, shout out to Courtney Brown. Way to go, guys. Uh, way to support each other. That is totally awesome. So anyway, that ends this episode of Hey Bartender. I hope you don't have any as many bad regrets the next morning as uh, some of those stories I told. And if you do, well, I don't know really what to tell you. You got to just deal with it. Anyway, until the next episode, thank you for listening. Uh, Be sure to check out the Facebook page. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you guys. Until then, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. Don't take any shit from anybody. Good night, everybody.